Well, if not, back by popular demand, right? Sheila's going to come and read our scripture over in Luke chapter 12, and it will begin with verse 13. Luke 12, 13. Let's all stand together for the reading of God's word. In Luke 12, 13 through 21. God is good. All the time. All the time. God is good. Amen. Someone in the crowd said to him, Teacher, tell my brother to divide the inheritance with me. Jesus replied, Man, who appointed me a judge or an arbiter between you? Then he said to them, Watch out. Be on your guard against all kinds of greed. Life does not consist in an abundance of possessions. And he told them this parable. The ground of a certain rich man yielded an abundant harvest. He thought to himself, What shall I do? I have no place to store my crops. Then he said, This is what I'll do. I will tear down my barns and build bigger ones, and there I will store up my surplus grain. And all I'll say to myself, You have plenty of grain laid up for many years. Take life easy. Eat, drink, and be merry. But God said to him, You fool! This very night your life will be demanded from you. Then... Who will get what you have prepared for yourself? This is how it will be with whosoever stores up these things for themselves, but is not rich towards God. Bruce, would you listen to word prayer, please? Amen. You may be seated. This is how it will be with whoever stores up things for themselves, but is not rich in towards God. Do you live for God every day? Praise be to God. I am so glad today that God never leaves us nor forsakes us. Amen? And what does that mean? That means that every minute, every second of your life, no matter where you are, that God is there with you. He never runs out on you. He never turns a blind eye to you. He is always there with His Spirit to be a part of our lives. But on the other hand, sometimes we do turn away from God, don't we? We get to a point where we say to ourselves, I'm going to do it my way. I'm going to live my life the way I want to live my life. I'm going to say the things that I want to say. I'm going to hurt people if I want to hurt people. I'm going to do everything that I can just to have the spotlight put upon me. And I'm not going to worry about what God is asking for me to do. Well, today I believe that The most important thing that you can have in your life every day is to have God there, isn't it? Amen? And not only to have God there in your life, but take advantage of that. Believe every day when you go through things in your life, God is that driving force for you. That you are not doing things the way that you want to do those things, but you are listening to God. And when you fall short of the glory of God, that God is there to forgive you and give you what you need. Today, if I sent out a one call this past week, and I said, this coming Sunday, I want you to write down on a piece of paper everything that you have done wrong this past week. Every word that you shouldn't have said, every action that you took, that you shouldn't have done, something that you may have done to your husband or you've done to your wife or you've done to your kids or you've done to a a friend around about you. 
I want you to write those things down, and I want you to bring those things to church. Well, a lot of you be going, well, that preacher's done lost his mind again, isn't he? He's calling us from the hospital. He's, not, he's on that good medicine today. But a lot of you would say, well, I'll, I don't, I, that's no problem. I'll write down everything that I've done and I'll bring it to church and I'll give it to the preacher and see what he thinks. Believe it or not, folks, we all sin and fall short of the glory of God, don't we? No matter who you are. No matter who your mom or your dad or your grandma or your grandpa was, we all have, we have a tendency, and as being human, we have a tendency to have sin in our lives, don't we? We have a tendency of taking the easy way of doing certain things. And some folks would get that call and go, well, preacher, I don't have anything to write down. I've not done anything wrong. And some folks would come to me and probably hand me a piece of paper. And being the preacher that I am, if I looked at it and it was blank, I would probably say, that's somebody I need to pray for this week. That's somebody I need to pray for and ask for God to open their what? Open their eyes and open their mind to be able to see what they have done. So, because so often we are storing, uh, what did the scriptures talk about that Sheila read to you this morning? So often we are storing up things for what? Ourselves. Instead of doing our best to store up and build on our relationship we had with God. What would be amazing about that list? You know what it is? All of those piece of papers that I would get on Sunday morning, and I could probably holler at David, and I know him and BJ could figure it out, and I could just have that list running up here. Everything that we've done wrong this past week, and that list would go. It would be amazing how many of those lists that we would have a lot of the same thing. A lot of the same things that we do that causes us to fall short of that glory of God. When we are trying to build barns for ourselves, instead of building barns for God. I truly believe today, and I want you to understand this, I want all of us to be together in heaven someday. Amen? But to be able to do that, There's something that you must do. You have to learn how to be honest with yourself. You have to be honest with yourself and say to yourself, what do I need to change? What needs to happen in my life where I'm not building barns for myself? Where I'm not causing and saying, look at me, put the spotlight on me. But instead of saying, I'm going to work as hard as I can, for the glory of God. I, I love the scripture this morning when it talks about after he had built those barns, he sort of just set back and you see, well, everything's great now. I've got bigger barns. Everything is taken care of. No matter what, I am set for life. I want you to know something. Life loves throwing you curveballs, doesn't it? It loves throwing things in there that you're not expecting. Things that causes you to start wondering about things. And things that causes you... I, I remember when Sheila and I were first married. Do you all remember those first few years of being married or the first few weeks? Let me tell you something. Sheila and I were flat broke. We didn't have anything. 
I was preaching down at Sufferwell, Metcalf County, and I'd go out and get the light. I'd open up the mailbox and look inside of it, and I'd go, Lord, please don't let it be the electric bill today because I know I can't pay it. And I'd get everything in there, and we'd lay it out, everything out on the, on the table, and we'd try to figure out now we could pay this bill this week and call the other one and say, Please don't cut, cut my lecture off because I'm doing as best as I can. Let, let it stay on a week. And I remember thinking to myself, if I only get this job, I'm going to be all right. If I only can make this amount of money, I'm going to be all right. If I only can have this education, I'm going to be all right. Let me tell you something. I figured out something a long time ago. You, you might get there, but you still want more, don't you? You still want more. And what happens to us as we start working so hard on ourselves and building those barns and building those things in our our lives that we think are so important that it causes us to start losing focus upon something else. How we serve God. Let me tell you what. When Sheila and I were broke, we prayed all the time. When we didn't have anything, we prayed all the time. I remember hearing Sheila said at the kitchen table many, many times and going, Lord, just help us to be able to make it through the next few weeks. Help us to be able to do these type of things. And we prayed all the time. But I figured out in my life, and maybe this is not you, but so often the better things are going, that are, they are going, the less time I spend with God. And when things are bad, I spend more time with Him. And I pray and I talk to God and I ask God for His deliverance and for God's help. But when things are going good, I sometimes start thinking I did that all by myself. And I manage to get to the point that I am all by myself. But the scripture says, be careful about that. Because there in verse 13 and through 15 that Sheila read for you. We are accountable for our priorities. We are accountable for our priorities. Jesus pointed out that people are accountable for their priorities in life. What is, what is your priority today? What's most important to you? Well, what if we put that list up here? It'd be a lot of things, wouldn't it? Family, what? What's your priority? Have a good job? Have a good place to to live, have a good car that starts when you go out to get in it, right? But those are sort of your priorities. Having good health. Well, that's a big one, isn't it? <laughs> having, having good health and having all those type of things. What, what are those priorities? When people say, well, my number one priority, preacher, is to make sure my family's safe. Well, that's good. Amen. Amen. Especially in a society that we live in today. But let me tell you something. You can't keep them safe all the time. I was telling Bruce when we were down in, in, in Nashville, <laughs> Sheila had her truck broke into once. They got in there. You know, the only thing they stole was my truck keys that was 150 miles away. I don't know what they were trying to, to prove there. They didn't take anything else. So Sheila decided, well, we're going to find a motel where she could park, park her truck where her truck is locked up inside, and nobody will bother it. Well, we found that place, put her truck inside of there. She had a card that she used and a code, and she was so excited she came to the hospital and 
told me about this new place she was going to get to park. Let me tell you what. <clears throat> Somebody figured out if they want to get in, they're going to get in, aren't they? You know what they did? In this locked up place, they took a crowbar and got in there somehow and built and, and caused the big uh, metal things to be bent and all of those type of things, got in there and broke into Sheila's truck again. I thought she was safe. Let me tell you what, folks. Your number one priority should be your family and making sure they're safe, but you know what? It's not your number one priority. Your number one priority is to pray to God for their safety, isn't it? You can't be with them all the time. Can't protect them all the time. What's your priorities? Well, preacher, I want a good job. It pays good. It has all of those type of things. I figured out something. When I was laying in the hospital bed down at Nashville, it didn't matter what job I had. It didn't matter how much money I had in the bank account. It didn't matter anything. All that mattered was I just kept praying to God and Sheila kept praying to God and people kept praying to God on my behalf. Just help me to be able to make it through this that I am in. What's your number one priority? So often we we let these other things come between us and God, don't we? That causes us just to sort of spin our wheels and we're, we're just sort of stuck there. I want to make sure this is okay. I want to make sure this is right. I want to make sure that everything that I have is right. Well, one of the things that we must do, and I truly believe this as a Christian and as a preacher, we need to make sure that every day our day starts with God. Amen? That's a priority. That's something you don't forget. They tell me that I had to take my medicine at 8 o'clock every day, and guess what I do? Most days. At least by 8.15. They say you need that medicine or something bad's going to help happen to you. But I believe when you get up in the morning, you need God just as much as you need your medicine. And you need God as your priority for that day. You're not building barns for yourself. You're starting to build that priority of having God that you start the day with. And not only do you... Have him with you at the beginning of the day. Don't lose him during the day. Take him everywhere you go. Have him with you. And know when you face things, when you face things that you are not alone. And every night before you go to bed, what should you say? God, I need you here. God, I need you with me tonight to take care of me through the night and to be here with me. That you are my number one priority as christians we need that nothing wrong with building bigger barns but while you're building those barns it's very very important to have god with you isn't it and it's very important that you pray every day to god all throughout the day and asking god i like what joe said he said he spends a lot of time in his truck and he's talking to somebody well we know who he's talking to he's talking to god as christians that's something that we need to do every day is talk to God and ask for God's guidance and ask for God's help. I remember many times when I would go out as a social worker. I guess I'm still a social worker at heart somewhere in there. But I'd go out to people's houses and I'd read on that 115 about what's going on in that house. And I remember as I was driving out to that house. You ever had that nerves come upon you? You don't know what I mean? My mom, when I was young, she'd say, Honey, get me one of them nerve pills. 
And I'd say, okay, mama, I'll get that for you and everything will be all right. Well, sometimes we're like that, don't we? We talk ourselves into bad things, don't we? And I remember every time I'd read some of those 115s, I'd read it again on the way out there. Sometimes I would even stop on the side of the road and I'd read it and talk about and think about what I was going to face when I got out there. And I remember many times pulling on the side of the road and reading it and thinking to myself, well, how are you going to fix this one? What are you going to do? How, what are you going to say? How are you going to talk to these folks? Are you going to be safe while you're there? And so on and so forth. And here I was in a truck, being a preacher, went to church every Sunday morning, did my very best to pray every day. And here I was going out to somebody's house. And all I could think about is how I was going to handle the situation. Actually, what I should have been doing is what? Knowing there was somebody else riding with me, right? Somebody else that I could call upon that would go with me and take care of me. Sheila, we was cleaning out a few things at my office the other day, and I found these old folders that I used to have. They're about, it's about this big, wasn't it? And it had the emblem of the state of Kentucky on the front of it, and I would always carry that wherever I went. I had that with me, and she asked me what that was, and I told her, I said, that was my bulletproof vest. And she said, what, what, is this a little piece of cardboard, bulletproof vest? I said, yes, it was me and God and my little piece of cardboard, wherever we went. But that's how we as Christians need to have. God be with us every day. He's my priority. He takes care of me no matter where I am or where I go. Also, our personal interest shows what kind of barns we're building. Our pers- it's great to have personal interest, isn't it? Sheila can tell you, I, I, I do so much better on basketball and football games anymore. I used to get so angry. I would talk, for some reason I would talk to the TV, and I would actually think me talking to the TV was going to change the outcome of that ball game. <clears throat> when I was down in the hospital, and it was time for... UK basketball and football that was finishing up. Well, a lot of basketball games, uh, football and basketball, are on the SEC network. Well, God must have knew that I needed to keep my blood pressure and my heart not racing too much. Guess what? At that hospital, didn't have that channel. (laughs) So I didn't watch nothing for a long period of time. And and Sheila just had to put in there one time when she said, well, I'm glad you don't have that or you'd be on more blood pressure medicine, right? Where's your priorities? Where, where do you spend your time as, as an individual? Where is it? You can find it out. Sometimes you can check your bank account, right? This is where I spend my, most of my money. This is where I spend most of not only my money, but this is where I spend most of what? My time. This is what I'm doing. This is what's important to me. That, this is what I need. Well, I, I believe God wants you as you build big, bigger barns in your life. I, I believe God wants you to have some interests and some things that you need to do in your life. That's important. But I truly believe today the number one thing that you should have in your life is to have God, isn't it? How much time you spend with Him? Do you talk to Him? Do you share with him every day? Do you have time in your life? Some folks say, well, preacher, you shouldn't set a specific time to pray. Well, 
You can have that time and you also can have what? Other times. The key thing is to make sure you do it. Make sure you read your Bibles. Make sure you attend church. Make sure you hear things that it's in enlightening. Make sure that you know those things in your life. Make that a priority to yourself. And say, this is so important to me. This is what I need in my life. It's my priority. I'm going to do everything that I can every day to talk to God. And every day, I'm going to do everything that I can to talk to God and to listen to God and know God is going to help me to build those barns in the correct way. That God is going to help me to be able to build my life in the correct way. That God is going to give me what I need in my life to move forward in my life. We're also today accountable as we build those barns. We are accountable for those blessings God gives to us. I don't know about you, but I'm blessed today. Are you blessed? How blessed are you? Are you blessed to a point where you can say, my cup, what? Runneth over? You are. Now, sometimes you don't think you are. Well, every time I turn on the TV and look at Ukraine, I think I'm pretty blessed, don't you all? My house is still standing. I can go outside without worry about a bomb landing beside me or those type of things. So often, I think we, as Christians and as individuals, as we're building those barns, right, as we're living our lives, we just take for granted all the blessings that God gave to us. And that's an everyday thing, isn't it? It's an every. You should be, when you get up in the morning, you should say, thank you, God, that I'm able to walk. Thank you, God, that I'm able to see. Thank you, God, that I'm able to just carry on a normal conversation. Thank you, God. This is one of the things some of you go, oh, preacher, you shouldn't think. That's nothing bad. I'm just thankful today that I can write. For four or five months there, I couldn't write anything. Sheila would just look at it and go, what do you want? I'd say, well, I'd write it again. I'd get so frustrated. You should be thankful for those things, shouldn't you? You should be thankful that, that God gives you your, your, your spouse, your children. I've heard some people say, well, preacher, you don't know my kids. You don't know my husband. You don't know my wife. Well, no, I don't, but you are blessed to have them. You get more joy out of them than you get bad. But you stay so much on that bad that you forget about the joy, don't you? Be accountable for your blessings. Every day, so often we, we think about blessings and, and thanksgiving. And I used to tell you that my dad would preach a sermon called Thanks Living. Well, I think that's what we need is thanks living every day, isn't it? Thank you, Jesus. As I build these barns, it's just not me building it. It's me and you building it. Thank you, Jesus, for what I have. Thank you, Jesus, for what I have right now. You know why you, you, you're so much always, including myself, always wanting more? Because you never take time to be thankful for what you have today. Be thankful for that. Today, be thankful. And look beyond people's faults. We're all, we're all going to have those things. We all have those little things that, 
you know, those little buttons that get pushed from time to time and we say things and do things that we shouldn't. Look beyond those things. And think about those blessings that you need in your life every day. The greatest blessing today I could ever think of is, you know what? You're not only taken care of here, you're taking care of what? In the hereafter. For 10,000 years or more. And that's a blessing. Some folks say, well, why is that? how is it a blessing? Well, let me tell you what. You're going to be blessed to go to heaven. Because what? You sure don't want to be in hell, right? Yeah, sure don't want to be there. It's a blessing to know. I'm so glad to know today that, that heaven is there. And we're going to build some barns, right? Working towards that place. Today, I don't know where you are in your life. I don't know what you struggle with. I don't, I don't know what seems to be that part of your life that keeps you where you need to be. I don't know what kind of barns you're building today. I don't know what's going through your mind. As a young preacher, I used to think, boy, it'd be neat when you're preaching just to be able to look out there and see or hear what's going through people's minds. You know what I figured did take me long? No, you don't want to know that, right? You don't, I don't know what's going through your mind right now. I don't know what you're experiencing. I don't know what you're struggling with. One of the things I want to make sure that everybody that can hear me this morning realizes this. I said a while ago, we've all sinned and fallen short of the glory of God. Amen? But you know what? We've all got things going through that mind today. Things that you're worrying about. Right? Things that you say, Lord, I hope nobody ever finds out about this. Lord, I don't want anybody to know. I don't want you. I don't want anybody to know. And you've put it in the back and piled stuff in front of it in your life and in your mind and in your brain. And, and you're just hoping it stays back there and it stays away. I don't know what you're going through. You know what? I'm going through things myself. Things that I think about and worry about and have concern about in my life. And it's going to be like that. Remember something? God didn't promise you a rose garden, did He? There's going to be struggles. There's going to be things you don't understand. There's going to be days where you think, Lord, why do I have to go through this? Lord, why do I have to deal with these things? Well, one great thing about building those right barns for God is this. Realize something. We're all in this together. We all struggle. There shouldn't be a single person that steps, uh, that testifies or asks God to come into their heart and their life should be ashamed of what's going on in their life because many of us, as I said earlier, many of those sins would be duplicate that will be running up here. Maybe somebody comes up to the altar and asks forgiveness of something that you're doing right now. Aren't you glad that we still serve a God that's in the saving business, right? A God that's still in the, the business of forgiving you of those things that go on in your life. What does God ask from you today? He wants you to build some barns, yes. He wants you to grow. But He wants to be building with you. So today, whatever you face, whatever tough situation that is going on in your life, Whatever that may be, I promise you, you can't buy it on TV. You can't go to Amazon and type in, 
Help me take care of all of my problems. There's probably something there, right? A book you can read or, you know, and it'd be at your house in a couple of days. And, but it ain't going to work. Today you can type into your mind, what do I need to have my life where it needs to be? You know what the answer is going to be? You need more of God. And you need to be building those barns for God. So today, whatever God has laid upon your heart and upon your mind, we invite you to come as we have our closing song.